The Second Amendment Caucus aims to stop the assault on the rights of law-abiding gun owners and to preserve the rights granted in the Constitution. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The right of the citizens to bear arms in defense of themselves and the state shall not be questioned. Article 1, Section 21 of the Pennsylvania Constitution. These legislators are on target with the chairman of the House Second Amendment Caucus, Representative Matthew Dowling. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of On Target. I'm Matt Dowling, uh, and today my guest is Val Finnell, the State Director of Gun Owners of America. And we're uh, kind of talking about your ad advocacy organization, some of the work you do. Uh, and we wanted to do a, a kind of a quick profile so that our viewers can understand what the value of an organization like yours is kind of within the legislative process. So tell us a little bit first about uh, GOA. Well, GOA has been around a good while. We were founded in 1976 by the late Senator H.L. Richardson, who is a, uh, who is a uh, California state senator. And he got Gun Owners of America started in California. And that mission continues in California today under uh, the, the organization called Gun Owners of California. So we are in all 50 states. Uh, the mission expanded nationwide. Uh, our uh, capital offices are located in Springfield, Virginia, so we have uh, for, for lobbying in D.C. And we have a pretty aggressive state program now. Um, last count, we have programs in New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, Florida, Louisiana, Texas, and of course, California. So, uh, and we recently just added a Western state director. So we're, we're really pushing our state level program now because really the value of GOA uh, to, uh, to, the, to the gun owner is this, and most of the action on the right to keep and bear arms and um, the Second Amendment occurs at the state level rather than at Congress. As you know, it's very difficult to really get anything, it's both good and bad, uh, to get anything accomplished in Congress. Um, and so uh, the, really, I'd say 80% of the action or more, uh, in spite of everything that's going on in D.C. now, really is at the state level. So there's great value in having uh, an, an organization with GOA's experience you know, uh, at the state level. So, uh, you know, sometimes organizations like yourself get uh, lumped in as lobbyists, and sometimes lobbyists get a uh, bad name. In mm -hmm. fact, um, I, I'm part of a lobbying reform uh, group of bills that, uh, that we're putting out with Speaker Cutler right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I do wholeheartedly believe that there is a place for lobbyists in the legislative process, especially when it's a group like yours that uh, is not just you know a corporation or, or anything like that you're made up of local citizens That's and right. really uh, you know kind of a, a grassroots approach right. tell me a little bit about your membership across Pennsylvania I know you're growing uh, very quickly yeah so nationwide we have over over two million you know uh, members and supporters in, in Pennsylvania we're getting close to the 50,000 mark so we're getting a, we're getting a lot of traction there's something you said that's extremely important is, is we are a different type of organization. We do not approach lobbying like some other organizations might, where you know you have a lobbyist. I am a lobbyist, uh, but you know, where the lobbyist goes in and has access to legislators and uh, tries to influence and and kind of settles for whatever the legislature legislator tells them is acceptable. We're a grassroots organization, so we mobilize our membership to contact their state representatives and their state senators 
to you know to advocate for pro-gun bills or to oppose anti-gun bills and so everything we do at GOA is membership driven so I'd say it's 80 percent plus so what I do in the Capitol is really just to reinforce what our members and supporters already want and so uh, we don't uh, we don't fall into the trap of representing the legislature to our members so I represent our members to the legislature I think that's the main difference between us and some other gun rights groups you know, and I think an important thing that uh, that you mentioned is you try to get your membership active in talking to their legislators. Yes. Uh, and I know you and I have had this conversation before you've sent out uh, different alerts before. You know, it's really important that, um, you know, if, if you're concerned, uh, whatever side you sit on an issue, that you talk to your legislator that represents you, the person that you're able to vote for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have some of these large issues where We'll get a couple thousand emails uh, over a weekend or overnight uh, from people all over the Commonwealth, and not that we don't take them into consideration, not that they don't mean something, but you know, when it's Betty Smith from you know Main Street in the town that we represent, um, you know, that person is likely to get a return telephone call or some kind of personal interaction, yep. and uh, you know, I, I would also say, kind of my experience. Emails are great, but when you can pick up that phone and it, talk about it and discuss it with your legislator, it makes a huge difference. And that's mm -hmm. why organizations like yours that keep your members up to date uh, are very important. Exactly, and and so we you know we track every gun-related bill and we contribute to that in the Second Amendment Caucus. We get input to uh, the Second Amendment Caucus before every session date. So there's one actually due to today for next week. Uh, and uh, that's great because we, we are able to give our input into the legislative process that way. But like you said, it's really, it's really membership driven. We want our con constituents to contact their elected officials. And so we try to keep everything in district if we can, just for that type of interaction that you just mentioned. Now, uh, you know, you and I are both in kind of a relationship-driven business. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I have to have relationships with my constituents, with mm -hmm. those we work at at the Capitol. Um, you very much as well. So I want to talk a little bit about your background and how you uh, got, I guess, back to Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. You're retired military, correct? Right. I'm a retired Air Force colonel. Um, I served 20 years. I was in the Army and the Air Force, um, and I, I got involved with GOA back in the 90s. Uh, and I was uh, the first president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League. And then after I retired from the military, I came back home. And uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, so I moved back to Allegheny County. I'm, so I'm a native son, and uh, so I'm great interest in Pennsylvania because that's where I'm from. Uh, and uh, the whole thing that brought me back into the fight was the gun control that Bill Peduto tried to pass in Pittsburgh, those three illegal ordinances that he did. And, Eric Pratt, our executive director, picked up the phone and said, hey, Val, would you like to be the Pennsylvania director? And this was back in 2019. So here I am two years later, and I'm in Harrisburg now. And uh, we, uh, we're the only organization that has a dedicated person in Harrisburg to, uh, to address gun rights. We have an office across the street from the Capitol. I'm here all the time. I'm walking the halls. And I think that makes a big difference that we have a dedicated presence here. There are other organizations that are volunteer organizations. They're great organizations. Don't get me wrong, but it's 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 great to have a um, it's great to have a person here full time. Uh, and some other organizations use contract lobbyists, but I'm a dedicated gun rights lobbyist, and 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 so I I'm in the unique position of of, of having my ears to the rail at the Capitol for our members and our supporters. Well, you know, I, I thought it was important to uh, do segments with some of the gun advocacy groups mm -hmm. that we have throughout Pennsylvania. 
if only to give our constituents uh, a way to amplify their voice, and really that's what I think uh, I think organizations like GOA yep. do. If someone wanted to contact GOA or find your content online, um, talk to you about issues, how do they go about doing that? I, I think the best way is to go to our national website. It's gunowners.org, and you could sign up for our email list right there, and you'll get this, the Pennsylvania alerts. We also have a state website, which is pennsylvania.gunowners.org. But if you want to join or if you want to you know, get on the email list, the best thing is just to go to gunowners.org. Now, I believe you do a podcast as well. Do you want to plug that or tell us a little bit <laughs> yeah, about so that? Yeah, like so every Friday we have a, a podcast. Uh, you know, right now it's called Pennsylvania Reloaded. Uh, and uh, we're probably going to switch to a live streaming format pretty soon and go to video. But right now it's an audio podcast and, and it's a weekly update of what's going on in the legislature, also elections uh, and uh, things like lawsuits. We're very active right now in, uh, in, in the legal area, suing the city of Philadelphia over their uh, homemade firearms ban. So all those things are covered under the podcast. So we just have a minute or two to wrap up. In your opinion, what is the biggest threat to the Second Amendment here in Pennsylvania as of today? As of today, it's the federal government, uh, really. It's the Biden administration and him trying to enact gun control via executive fiat, you know, through the ATF, through, uh, you know, homemade firearms, again, the quote-unquote ghost guns, uh, pushing red flag, gun confiscation orders, those kind of things. And we're seeing those happen you know, tr through executive orders, much like the Trump administration tried with bump stocks. And we were victorious in the bump stock uh, ban that the Trump tried to push through. And we can use those arguments now ag against the Biden administration for any executive orders that he's going to push. So that is really the main threat right now as we're facing is administrative action from the Biden administration. And we do have a couple bills in Pennsylvania that are trying to stop the federal government for yes. from pushing those. So why don't you touch on those? Yeah, real that's quick. great. Yeah, so those bills would be the Second Amendment. Uh, uh, Senator Doug Mastriano's Right to Keep and Bear Arms Protection Act, which is SB 624, and I believe you had Representative Metcalf on. Uh, it was HB 357, and both of those are their top priority bills for us. And basically, there uh, there would be non-enforcement of any federal gun control law. And it's more important now and ever, given what we're uh, facing from the Biden administration. Well, thank you so much for being with me. My guest mm -hmm. today has been Val Fennell, uh, the State Director of Gun Owners of America. Please join us for our next episode. This has been On Target. For more information, visit Representative Dowling online at www.repdowling.com or find him on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. This has been a production of the House Republican Caucus.